Let's get started. Father, we thank you right now for your love towards your children. Thank you, Father, for healing, Father, my mind, Father, whether it be a mental attack, Father, on a personal level or someone else coming, Father. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness concerning your promises, Father. We thank you, Father, for this Bible study, Father. We ask, Lord God, that the word, Father, concerning this Bible study, Father, will hit the hearts of your people, Father, and that that seed will remain, Father, and grow. So we thank you for tonight, Father, as the Holy Spirit does the leading, the guiding, and the teaching, Father, through me. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Everybody feeling good? All right. All right. I am not going to be before you long tonight, but I promise you that I have some goodies for you. So this will actually be um, a re-recording. Good. This will actually be um, part three, which will be the last part of the types of of dreams um, that people may have. Now, we definitely did not go over every single type there possibly is. I tried to go over some that are very common types, and I tried to go over some that um, are very interesting that people may not know much about. Um, But in the coming weeks, which will be after February, because the women will be teaching in February, so the first, I believe it's the first Wednesday in March, I will be picking back up and we will be going more towards the most common types of dreams people have and the meaning concerning that. And then after that, it would be, um, we're going to the lessons of interpretation. So we will be getting further and further and farther and farther away from scriptural base things because I think we've got that established enough in regards to dreams are concerned. So we've already hit the foundation. I gave you a lot of supporting uh, scriptures for types of dreams. And I also will give you um, a lot of supporting, I want to say a lot, but supporting uh, scriptures in regards to the most common types of dreams as well. Now, when I do pick this back up in March after the women speak, it will be a small part on visions, types of visions, because it's very small. It's, it's, it's no comparison to dreams. Because when we talk about the types of visions, there's only open visions, inner visions, and trances. That's the only type of visions that you can have. Now, there's some kind of sub-branches that go off of that that can fit into those things, but those are the, the most common um, visions. But we'll start with that, then we'll go into... Um, the most common dreams that people have. Amen? All right, so let's get started with part three tonight on dreams and visions and types. Types of dreams, part three. So there are many, as we know, there are many types of dreams. Um, Do we want the uh, light on? Yeah, let's put the light on. Um, so there's many types of dreams, okay, and a purpose for each and every dream that we have. So every time the father does um, give us a dream, he has a he has a purpose in regards to what he does. He he specifically 
Thank you. He specifically talks um, in um, a dream instead of another form of communication because it's, it's very purposeful. Everything that the father does is very purposeful. Now, he most definitely could have talked to you while you were woke. A lot of times we're just too busy. Um, we're doing a lot of things, whether we're working for another person or we're trying to build our own empire, our own businesses, or um, answering phone calls, giving a word of encouragement. We seem to be busy a lot, especially if you have children, you have family, you have ministry. It's, it's one of the ways, uh, many ways that he actually talks to us and communicates to us his heart. So it is hard to classify each and every one of these dreams, like I said, but what we can get out of this, it gets some common patterns, some common symbols, colors, whatever the case may be, that may reveal to you what the Holy Spirit is doing and how he's working and operating and maneuvering. Amen. So let's go to our first one. Cleansing dreams. Cleansing dreams. Cleansing dreams. And our first scriptural reference for cleansing dreams is Ephesians 5, 10 through 15. Ephesians 5, 10 through 15. So it says, then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord and don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says, arise you sleeper, rise up from the dead, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purpose. Now, we live in this world, like the Bible says, but we are not citizens of this world. So, however, the spirit of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes is all around us, lurking everywhere. So you cannot drive. You cannot go anywhere. You can't go out to eat or get invited to come somewhere without running into, number one, sexually aggressive billboards. Naked women, naked men, those living um, um, in in compromising lifestyles, hearing music that suggests depression, music that um, they are suggesting death, suggesting sex, We're talking about in restaurants, in gyms. You can't even watch wholesome TV shows or sports without advertisement for alcohol, for sex, or something else Christians should not have invading their home. Also, people who you work with or people who you meet or people who come into your homes sometimes 
have or carry with them foul and perverse spirits. So the father will use cleansing dreams to address the filth of the world that you have encountered. So many times dreams of being in the bathroom or being in the shower are cleaning dreams or cleansing dreams, even if you didn't come into agreement with the fruitful, fruitfulest deeds of darkness, even if you did not participate in the act, you still may have a cleansing dream because you came into contact with it. So it can be either or. It can be a, a thing where you participated in it and he's sending you a dream to say, look, don't do this. Or you came into contact with it and he's just, he's showing you that the fact that you did come into contact with it. So basically this is how it looks. Okay. So I'm trying to give you a real life application. So have you ever went somewhere totally innocent? You went to a park or something. You leave home and you get to the park. And while being at the park, maybe an hour or two, you just feel like you just got drained of your spiritual righteousness based off of what you heard either in the atmosphere or saw all around you with all the nakedness of the flesh on display. So these dreams let you know that you have come into contact with the servants of darkness. You have come into contact with the servants of darkness. Cleansing dreams let you know that either you're participating in it and should get out of it, or you come into contact with the servants of darkness. Because that one can be confusing for a lot of people because they always, every time a person has a dream and they, then they were in the shower or taking a bath, um, or in the bathroom cleaning themselves, they always feel like they did something wrong. So it's one of those things that you gotta evaluate. Did you do something wrong? Did you just finish cursing out somebody? Were you watching something you had no business watching? Or, you came into contact with another person who was doing it. They had a foul spirit on them. Now you're having dreams about it. So that was cleansing dreams. So moving right along. Number two is intercession dreams. Intercession dreams. Now, in an intercession dream, you are the observer in the dream, okay? You may witness something that presents a need, a concern, or some type of problem that you're observing somebody else go through in the dream, okay? Someone might be sick. Somebody might be in, a, in an accident. Somebody might be in a fight. Somebody might be in danger, and the Father has called you to pray in those types of dreams, in those intercession dreams. Now, there is an upside to intercession dreams. And um, the upside to an intercession dream is when someone you are familiar with is about to walk into a new opportunity. 
So you see them actually getting ready to walk into a new opportunity and you need to intercede for them. So with these types of dream, you most often will wake up concerned for the individual and you will feel a burden to pray until you feel the father has used you to accomplish his will on the matter. So like you prayed, um, so this is kind of like a situation where you pray and when you begin to pray, you don't let up until you feel some form of release in the spirit to the point where you feel like, okay, it's done. So intercession is, is different than prayer. Okay. Prayer is for you. Intercession is inter- intervening on the behalf of another. So intercession is meditation. It's meditation because when you're meditating on something, you're locked into a thing. So if you saw that person, for instance, getting into an accident, you're going to be locked into that vision of that, that accident. But in your mind, you're actually seeing that person safe in your imagination. Now, when it came in a dream, the person had gotten into an accident. But when you're in, in, when you're in intercession, intercession is meditation because now you lock into the person, even though they, they were in an accident, you see them safe as you're praying. Intercession is also negotiation because what you're doing is that say, for instance, this is locked in the spirit. That this is going to happen. Say you had this dream three or four times. So it's negotiation. You're negotiating with the father. You're praying. You're interceding. Almost like a situation like Moses did when he tried to negotiate for Sodom and Gomorrah. So he was interceding. It's also intervention. You're intervening for the person. Intercession is also involvement because even though you were the observer, he gave the dream to you. So you are, you are the one to get involved. Intercession is also action. So when you have the dream, it's not like, okay, I'll pray next week. No, it's action. It's a right now dream. That type of dream is a right now dream. Intercession is also pleading and intercession is supplication. All right, so that is intercession dreams. Remember, it can be positive or it can be negative, but the bottom line to all intercession dreams is that you're the observer, you're the one that's taking the action, and you're the one who is intervening and negotiating on their behalf. All right, so that was intercession dreams. All right, so our next one is the Valley of Decision Dreams. Valley of Decision Dreams. So sometimes our souls become conflicted when we need to make a decision about something, okay? We just, we're either too confused about whether we should go left or go right. And so what we start doing is relying less on the spirit because we're so confused about the decision that we need to make. And so when we do that, we begin to reason with ourselves. And because of that, we 
quote unquote miss or if really we can call it that, what I want to say naturally, we kind of miss it naturally and spiritually, the Father's prophetic wisdom because we have our eyes on natural explanations that need spiritual wisdom or answers. So the Father may choose to bypass your weariness of your soul and then speaks straight to you while your eyes are closed and your mind is resting And you are awake in the dream. So pretty much how this look is that you're you're toiling back and forth in your mind all day about the decision that you need to make. Basically to the point where you bring upon yourself your own depression. Because you don't know what to do. (laughs) And in doing that, you kind of take yourself out of the spirit. And it prevents you from hearing this voice because you become frustrated because you need to make a decision now. And so when that happens, we tend to, like they say, miss what God is saying. So when we fall asleep, what he does, he imparts the answer to you so that when you wake up, you know that, okay, I'm supposed to do this about the situation. And then the turmoil regarding the decision you need to make about that is gone. So that's what we call the valley of decision dreams that the father literally is is pouring out in your spirit as you sleep. The answer imparting the answer to what you need. Now, he was trying to give you the answer during the daytime, but you was toiling too much in your head about it in order to hear what he had to say. So that is the valley of decision dreams. Next. Now, we kind of touched on this next one, uh, which is nightmares, but I want to go a little bit more deeper into nightmares since so many people have them. Um, So nightmares is when the father will occasionally use a dream to startle us or frighten us to get our attention to tell us this is urgent. Now, it's, it's, it's it's, it's not intended to show you that, okay, you're going to hell. It's not for that. It's not for that purpose. You just to see yourself just being burned by fire. It don't mean that. And to be honest with you, night. We actually people who are on the brink of being saved or are contemplating getting saved and kind of don't know what direction to go or to do, or they've been feeling the father pulling on the reins of their heart, but they haven't just fully came over yet. A lot of times they will have nightmares. But it's a tactic that the father uses to to frighten people to say, you know what, I need to start living right. (laughs) I need to start living right. I need to give my life to God. And to be honest with you, I had these type, I used to, when I, before I gave my life um, to God, it was like, it was, it was kind of weird. My story is definitely kind of weird because I didn't give my life over to the, the father until I was, about 25 but the crazy part about it is that like before then I I read the bible every every single day because my mother read the bible every day when she would wake up but we would never go to church we just read the bible (laughs) so it was kind of weird because even though from like the age where I can actually start reading from the age of five until I moved out my mother's house which was 21 I, I read the bible all the time, but I never had given my life over and never given my life over until I actually started going to church, um, 
in Champaign, Illinois. I started going to church there, and that's when actually I gave my life then. But during, but all from age probably, mm, probably 10 all the way up to that point, I had been having nightmares. I had been having nightmares, not, like I said, not even knowing that I, I realized what it was once I got older, um, kind of in my, my 19, 20, 21, what, what he was trying to say to me. By that time, I knew exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to get me saved. But going back to nightmares, this may happen sometimes when the father has been trying also to deal with the person concerning certain issues in his or her life for some period of time. But because of the dullness of their hearing, the negligence to heed to his voice, or the hardness of their heart, the person simply does not pay attention to the dream. Talking about nightmares. So, hence, the person who had a bad dream might say, I had a nightmare, or I had a bad dream. So, I do have an example of this. Matthew 27 18 through 19. Now, this is when they were um, allowing the people to vote on who should be crucified, whether it be Barnabas um, or Jesus. And so we have verse 18 says, and he knew very well, meaning Pilate, he knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message, this message. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. So she literally had a nightmare, basically. And it was kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy because literally this was, even though this was his purpose to come and to die, she had a nightmare about her husband taking part in that. That, look, if he's going to be crucified, don't put, you put your hand in it. <laughs> so we will go over several sources of nightmares, where nightmares might come from. Now, like I said before, the first thing I told you that nightmares might come from is the, that you have not given your life over to him. That's one source. Another source where nightmares may come from are hidden areas of the subconscious mind. Hidden areas of the subconscious mind, meaning what are you subconsciously thinking about that you have no business thinking about? Whether that is you arguing with yourself in your head about somebody, about telling somebody off, or somebody hurts you and you're just letting that ruminate in your heart. You may have a nightmare. Um, you might be thinking just ungodly thoughts about something or somebody, and the Father will give you a nightmare. Another source of nightmares are things that we read or see or hear. Now, oftentimes, the Father gives us dreams because our soul, okay, absorbs information, Okay, our soul absorbs information. Our soul absorbs sounds. Our soul absorbs smells. And when our soul absorbs these things, it gives it back to our spirit. It gives our spirit back the information. 
And now this is what we call the process of short-term memory going into long-term memory, okay? The conscious going into the subconscious, which in turn creates what we call soul dreams. So you have to be careful. For instance, you may have watched Poltergeist, going old school. I know, right? Come to the light, Caroline. Come to the light. I used to always think that that old man was creepy, though. I had to, the one that always showed up at the door, so I'm smiling. It's a good day, neighbor. I'm like, no, it ain't a good day when you around. <laughs> nah, brother. <laughs> but basically, it's like I said, short-term memory going into long-term memory, the conscious going into the subconscious, meaning that whatever we are watching, Whatever we are smelling, whatever we are hearing, it's our soul is absorbing it. And then it kicks it out. It kicks it out to our spirit. And then that's how the images pretty much show up on our mind when it comes to nightmares. So this is, could be also one of the sources of your nightmares based off of what your soul has been absorbing for the day. Another area of where um, the sources of nightmares may come from are the areas of long-term or recent anxiety. If you suffer from anxiety a lot, that means you're suffering from fear a lot. And if you suffer from fear a lot, then you probably have a lot of nightmares. And our last two sources of where nightmares actually may come from, we have soulish nightmares, kind of what I was talking about through fears. But these type of fears are the ones that need an emotional release or healing and should be examined spiritually. So you may be emotionally broken up about something that happened to you in the past, something that happened to you recently. Um, for instance, somebody might've been, um, sexually assaulted and that wound has not healed. And so they keep having these nightmares where somebody's chasing them and sexually assaulting them. Just the father letting them know this has not, this has been an emotional wound for you. And you keep having these nightmares because I'm, I'm trying to tell you that this is a problem in your soul. It's holding you back from things. It's, it's, it's holding up some of your spiritual things that's happening that, that he literally wants to give to you because you haven't released it. And so the last one that where uh, nightmares actually might come from. Is that not every startling dream is of evil origin, but rather the father dealing with unseen, kind of I was telling you, areas of our soul and causing us to face disturbing truths about ourselves. So this is where we just have different um, dark places just kind of residing within our hearts and our spirit. We don't even know it's there. Because a lot of, like for instance, I when I counsel people and they're getting into brand new relationships, I tell them to be patient in those brand new relationships because, of course, the representative is always on display. And I told you, it takes certain situations that a person is into for you to see a different side to them. So if we're just, for instance, if 
I got my own place and the other person has their own place. And the only time we really ever meet is when we're going out, we're having fun. Then I only know that side of that person. But it's not until, for instance, we're walking in the mall and somebody like, for instance, shoves that person, but even is on accident. And all of a sudden, they're in a situation. What do you do? And then that's when you see another side of a person. When it comes to, for instance... (laughs) I have a method to my madness, so um, I don't think my even my husband even noticed. So <laughs> this is a safe platform to say something. <laughs> but I have a method to my madness. So in order to see a different side to a person in my early years, I did things on purpose so that I could speed the time up. Because I didn't really have a lot of time to wait, but I needed to see the other sides of the person. So um, I never did this to my husband. I've done it to other people, though, where I've on purpose, I have uh, taken money from them. Now, you're like, why in the world would you do that? Do you have a death wish? So, so, no, I do not have a death wish, but I just needed to know that area about them. So when I tell them I took it, are they going to cuss me out? Are they going to say, oh, it's okay, that's all you had to do was tell me. You know, I would have gave you the money. Then I knew that if I'm in a certain situation and I need some money and things is tight, I can come to you. But if you curse and call me all kind of names and stuff, I already know. I'm not going to mess with you. I'm not going to mess with you. Other things that I used to do, this is confession week, no. Other things that I used to do. I used to, um, now there were some times where this was just definitely not false, but I've had some times where it was definitely false. And I would call people and I would pretend like I broke, you know, my car broke down. My car just broke down. I need, you know, to help me to tire, blah, blah, blah. And if that person says to me, well, I don't know what to do, you know, I can see, you know, if auto's on open then I already know when all my back is up against the wall, you're not the person to call. You're just not the person to call. So that's all like a whole nother side to a person that you get to see. And so that is, is pretty much how, um, it is when it comes to, like I say, like, uh, you know, nightmares and stuff like that. There's so many different, different sides to ooh, nightmares. There's so many different sides to the things that actually happen in our lives. But a lot of times it, it won't be until you actually are in a circumstance or a situation where you actually get to see, okay, what that person is all about or what that dream is all about. So it's one of those things that we'll go into this more with interpretation that we have to look at the whole context of a dream in order to interpret it correctly. If we're missing pieces it's going to be hard to interpret. If we got, we had the whole thing when we woke up, but we got half of it now that it's towards the end of the day, it's going to be hard to interpret that dream. So just kind of giving that um, to you. So amen. I think this was record-breaking tonight. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to be before you long because this actually was the last end Last bit of um, the last part of the dream 
um, types of dreams, and I couldn't squeeze it in on the other one because it would have got us, like, we would have been here over, like, till 9.30. So I decided just to do these. Um, but if I would have knew that I had more time, I would have actually went over the types of um, visions. But I'm not because I have um, scriptures that I want you guys to actually see. So I'll just do it in March. But that was basically that was the end of the types of dreams. So, Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that no matter what type of dream it is, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit, Father, is able to interpret every single dream, Father, hallelujah, and search the deep things of God, Father, so that the wisdom of the Father can be applied, Father, to our everyday life, Father. Let us take, Father, every single dream, Father, that you give us, Lord God, hallelujah. Let us take it, Lord God, seriously, whether it's a future dream, Father, a right now dream, Father, hallelujah, or a dream, Lord God, in which you want us to intercede. We thank you right now for the seed of your word father that it may be hidden in our heart father that the enemy will not be able to steal it lord god and we can grow and build upon it father in jesus name we pray amen